This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Welcome to the Dogish Podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to do that from now on. Uh, this is the podcast dedicated to dog parents on the topics, events, and personalities impacting their lives. My name is not Jason Arias. It is Sylvia West, also known as Dog Up in This Bitch, certified professional dog trainer, pet expert, and crazy dog mom. And as always, my wonderful co-host is Jason Arias, and he is the founder of Forever USA, a photography experience for you and the furry loved one in your life. Today, we have on a very exciting guest. She is my coworker, so no pressure, Jason, okay? I don't feel pressure. Don't get nervous, but uh, it's Andrea Servadio, and she is the owner of Fit Dog Sports Club in Santa Monica. She's a crazy business lady. She actually won uh, October 2020 Women's Leadership and Business Award. She knows what she's talking about, so we're going to break down for her dog care, what to look for, and uh, what your dogs may or may not need, and there was all some of stuff that, that just totally blew me away on this. Like yes, was, this was this was yeah. Jason's mind blowing episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything from from puzzles to uh, like this this full on um, custom gym experience that she offers there at, at Fit Dog. So super excited to share this with everybody. All right, so let's jump in and let's uh, let's get her on. Okay, so Andrea, um, I want to get into you, uh, get into it with you. <laughs> um, I'm going to get into it with you. No, we're going to talk about uh, the differences between like what you do, because obviously you've run a very successful doggy daycare now in Los Angeles for 10 years. But what I want to hear, and I think what our listeners want to hear is how you went from investment baker in Wall Street to crazy dog mom to dog mom who runs a business dedicated to her dog. So talk to us about how fit dog started, why it started, and um, and and tell us about Brecken too. Yeah, so thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to be here. And I know Sylvia, she's one of our trainers. So um, of course, when she asked me, I definitely wanted to come on. Um, so have. yeah, we started uh, Fit Dog, yeah, <laughs> 10 years ago. And um, we lived in New York. And, you know, I was a banker. I had a cubicle. Well, actually, I had a nice office overlooked Bryant Park. Um, but uh, just kind of in that space and just wasn't feeling it anymore. And came out to Los Angeles for a change of pace. And we brought along our dog, Brecken, who's a crazy Jack Russell Terrier. So if people don't know, their nickname is Jack Russell Terrace. And uh, they are, just have like tons of energy. They're really smart, mischievous. And they're not necessarily the easiest to train, per se, because, um, you know, they have a mind of their own. So, you know, Sylvia's met him and he's now 12 and you would not be able to tell that he's 12. He still has a ton of energy, has no idea that he has arthritis or any of the other things going on with him. He's still None. going at 100 percent. So 
Full, yeah, this full is all just ripping up our floors. And yeah, he's so, he's so crazy um, and adorable. He's so cute. So we have him in um, the first thing we do is like we need him in daycare. He needs to go do something. You know, we can't have him home all the time. Mm. He's going to drive us crazy. And right at the time back then, you know, doggy daycares were really fragmented. There was no consistency from one place to the other. And also huge disparities from city to cities where people were kind of in this new 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 service doggy daycare Mm. so when we had him in daycare in new york we were you know used to having a certain level of care and experience but when we came here it was just totally different um and we didn't love our options and so you know i just said i want to create something uh, for dogs like brecken i want to create a doggy daycare that you know offers more offers enrichment offers exercise just offers more for dogs like brecken because um what was here just wasn't good enough for our little dog so when you say enrichment like what are you what are you referring to in like so so this must have been something you were getting in new york and just couldn't find in los angeles what kind of things in particular were those yeah so brecken um you know, in New York, they had like a great like setup for them. They had a full day, a schedule for them. So they would play, but then they had nap time and then they had morning walk and then they would play again and they had snack time and, you know, they had their afternoon walk and it was just a really well-rounded balanced day um, where Bracken came home tired, but you could tell he, he was happy with, you know, everything that he had done and he wasn't like overly tired. LA at the time was just all about sticking all the dogs in one room um there was this idea that you know dogs are pack animals so they just love being in a pack so we're just going to put them all in one room and they're going to be happy and they never left that room they're there all day underneath left like fluorescent lights um and there was no breaks and no walks and nothing besides this room and brecken would come home tired but he'd also come home sick he got you know numerous eye infections and he just it just wasn't good. It wasn't good for him to mm. be always on um, for such a long period of time. And I thought there has to be a better way. And so, you know, I wanted to offer all those different things at Fit Dog. In addition to walks, you know, we wanted to offer, you know, other enrichment like puzzle playtime. We we used to have a treadmill. We don't have a treadmill now, um, but we had treadmill activities for them when we first opened. And then we ended up launching into, you know, hikes, um, beach excursions, you know, and now we do so much for them, but we can get into that later. But yeah, we just decided, you know, we, the dogs need more quality, not quantity. Yeah. And I have to say- you know, as a trainer, when I first got started, a lot of my mentor trainers, and so like this was my mentality too, was like daycare and dog parks are a nightmare. You should never go there because in Los Angeles, it was that, you know, it's like, it's just 30 to a hundred dogs in a room all day, all day, no breaks. And like, they get cranky. They'd get fussy. Like if I was to me, I just imagine like if somebody put me in a mall for eight hours and like I didn't have any money to go shopping, that's probably how I would feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like just stuck surrounded by a ton of yeah. people and nothing to do. It's a lot of stimulation. People. It's a yeah. lot of stimulation. Yes. It's, it, and it can be too much for certain dogs and some dogs, it's not for them at all. And then we've also found that when we first opened is a lot of these working breeds, particularly herding dogs, daycare is not for them. Um, and owners don't like to hear that because I, mm. I feel like, you know, if, you know, 
owners are listening to this and they're saying like, you know, but I want daycare. I want someone to watch my dog for an extended mm. period of time. And daycare does offer that. Um, but you have to really understand, you know, the limits of what daycare is. Like we can provide a nice schedule um, and the dogs are cared for. Um, but there is a limit to the type of interaction dogs are getting when they're in daycare. And a dog like a herding dog, um, you know, they're going crazy. They want to control everything in the group. And they're really smart. You know, they need to be working. They need to be doing more sports activities, you know, like what we do at Fit Dog Now, Silvio, you know, like scent works yeah. or agility. They need to be really using their brains um, mm. and learning new tasks. And, uh, you know, and daycare just doesn't offer that. It's, it's great for social, some sort types of socialization, but it's not great for um, getting the mental stimulation and enrichment that the dogs need. So let's okay. let's take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. I love let's that. Let's take got a little a, break. I, I've got a I've got a question that I've been. I know, I can two or three minutes. You, I can feel you burning <laughs> over there, Jason. I can feel. <laughs> okay, we're gonna come back to Jason's question in just a second. Stay tuned. So, so this is the question I've been I've been hearing you, Andrew, talk about, like the, the the benefits of not just going to a regular doggy daycare. So, what is like a like a, a typical day? Is there a typical day at at Fit Dog? Like, is there a typical day, or is it something that's <laughs> custom to a particular dog or a particular breed? Like, 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 explain to me. Like, my mind is like racing trying to figure out what that looks like. <laughs> So yeah, it, it actually really depends on on the dog. There is a, Sylvia's laughing because she knows there's no typical day at, at Fit Dog. Um, like I just came from there and I'm like, wow. Well, this was a Tuesday for sure. So the calendar says for sure. <laughs> So what we've, what I think is great about what we've built right now is that dog owners can customize what their dog is doing during the day and they can make their schedule as lean as they want or as full as they want, depending on, you know, their dog. So some, of uh, some dogs might be, they might be in daycare all day In some dogs, it's totally okay for them because they self-regulate, they take naps in the yard, they might go for an afternoon walk, they'll have their snack time at 11. So they'll come in, they'll play, they'll do snack, they'll get an afternoon walk, and then they'll play with their friends and their, their doggy parents will pick them up, and they'll be completely content with that. And then we have other dogs who do some sort of mix between daycare and our enrichment in sports classes. So some of them, like for instance, today's Tuesday. So they'll come in for pack etiquette, which is a training class that, you know, trains dogs to walk on leash in a group of other dogs. Um, and then in the afternoon, you know, they might, you know, go to daycare or some owners like piggyback classes. So sometimes they'll do a training class in the morning and then they might do a sports class like agility or scent works in the afternoon. Um, and then others, they may do like hikes in the morning and then come in the afternoon for daycare or again, piggyback in another class. So we have some really high energy dogs where owners can piggyback the classes and the dog is totally fine because, you know, they're just ready to go all the time and you know they just need maybe like an hour and a half nap and they're just ready um, and other times you know we might have a dog we're saying like you know what two hikes a week is really awesome and that's what your dog needs to feel fulfilled and that's their schedule so it really just depends on the dog and we we love sitting down with owners talking about who their dog is and what their dog needs and also what they need as a busy busy pet owner because some people work really long hours so putting that together for them is 
it's part of what we do. So is it like, it sounds to me almost like, um, like one of those, like a, a nice gym membership where you go in and there's a menu of all these things and you're like, well, we've got Pilates on Tuesdays and Thursdays and you can go over and do yoga and then you've got hot yoga and you've got jazzercise and racquetball and like, like there's all these different things. Right. And, and then there's somebody like, oh, and you've got access to a personal trainer that's going to try and put together a meal mm -hmm. plan for you and all that. Like, am I on the right track visualizing what this is like? Yes. Yes. It is. A, it is. It is a sports club for dogs. Fit I feel like that's club. the most accurate description I've ever heard of what you've created, Andrea. Like, I feel like that nails it right there. Well done, Jason. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> and like, you know, I want to yeah, just I mean really quickly chime in, like, because what I'm hearing from you and obviously like I know you and I, I work for you now because I, I believe in what you believe in and what you created. Um, but what what would you say to the pet owner who doesn't understand the value of enrichment and variety in their dog's life? Like what would how could you paint that picture for them of how important that is? You know, it's actually something that I have struggled with over the last 10 years is to really hone in why it's so important for enrichment. You know, people are like, my dog snuggles with me and he's fine and he's happy. And we had daycare owners that had been with us for eight years. And we always would say, you know, your dog, he has like heart hurting, you know, dog in him. He should really be doing other things. And um, a lot of times people, they see their dogs in a certain way and um, it's hard for them to understand like how much happier their dog will be. And so, you know, a lot of times when we finally get the person to convince them to do the hike, to do the beach excursion, to do the scent works, um, afterwards, the owner will come back and say, wow, my dog is a different dog. My dog was just like lifted out of what a depression that I didn't even know my dog was in. My dog is so happy and they become addicted to it and they become addicted to the way that their dog feels. So the only way I can tell people about it is to tell it through the stories of others. Because um, when you just say enrichment or mental stimulation, these words just kind of float around and People don't really know that why it's important and it's hard to explain unless you actually see the benefit. So for me, I just, I would say to anybody, try it, try it once, you know, just put your dog out there one time and give them this experience mm. and then you can see the difference and you will see a difference. You will see a happier, more well-adjusted dog and, um, and you'll be doing it again. And I, that's what I tell everybody, you will be doing it again. <laughs> So for the owner who doesn't have like Fit Dog Sports Club in their backyard, um, what what do you what do you recommend to them? Like what should they be looking for like to to spice up their dog's life? Like, do you think that open play daycare is good maybe once a week? Like how did they, you know, for the guy who's like in Iowa where we are not, you know, how, how do they do this for their dog? What would you say? Or even like, we have like, we have options here and, and I have a different perspective because uh, my dad actually used to own a doggy daycare here in town and he opened it because really some of the only other options when people would be going on vacation were vets where the, the mm. dogs would stay in a kennel, yeah. um, a very small kennel uh, for a week at a time. Mm. Um, and so, so it's it's kind of interesting like i like i hear all the benefits and and all of those things and i know a lot of the people that used to go to his daycare like they raved and their dogs were happy and all that stuff it's just not something that we have access
access to here something like this per se. Um, so yeah, so like how would you supplement it or how like, like where's the line? It's it, I would assume something's better than just sitting at home alone all day if somebody works a 12 hour shift or something like that. Like, like what are your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, I know. It's great. It's a great question. So I think daycare is probably better than being a home all alone all day for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen the impact of dogs that are being kenneled for six, seven hours. It's mm-hmm. not good. Dogs shouldn't be kenneled that long. Dogs shouldn't be home alone that long. Like we've now all ex- experienced COVID and we know what it's like to be stuck in our house for mm-hmm. decent periods of time. And usually we're with, we're being quarantined with somebody else and it's still boring and we can read and watch TV and play games on our phones and we are still bored. Imagine a dog, like this is why they rip through your stuff. You can't right. keep them home alone. Uh, so daycare, I feel like is definitely better than nothing. And and depending on the daycare, like it's been 10 years. So there's a lot of daycares that offer other types of enrichment, like ball pits, um, like the puzzle play times. They offer additional walk. They offer the snack times like you know things have evolved so much from 10 years ago so a lot of daycares have these capabilities and i would say you know splurge at least once a week on your dog and and upgrade to you know to some of these additional activities that your daycare might offer and then if you have a working breed you know, part of it is one, trying to make the selection up front that works for your lifestyle too. You know, you have a dog that needs, you know, high intensity exercise every day, but you work 10 hours a day This and, you know, there's nothing out there, then that becomes sort of an issue of, you know, is it a good match for you and your lifestyle? But I would mm-hmm. say, you know, if you have dog hikers in your area or dog walkers in your area, like tapping them, um, you know, we'll, sometimes like before we did hikes, you know, hikers used to pick up dogs from daycare from us, you know, and then take the dog out. So there are personal, you know, people that you can kind of tap to kind of supplement. But I would say a a, a, like a smart dog that needs a lot of exercise, daycare is good, like two, maybe three times a week. And then the other times it could be like a little bit more high intensity um, exercise for them. But there's ways to bridge it. And then of course, when they're home, you know, buying the puzzles, you know, buying, um, you know, Sylvia turned me on to the the Zippy Paws burrows, for instance, you know, the dog's seem to love them and they're so cute for humans too they come like you know there's milk and cookies and they have to grab the cookies out of it there's just a lot of different things that are out there for dogs right now or those scent like hiding scent pads like uh, the digging pads right Sylvia so you Mm -hmm. hide treats in there there's just a lot of things and I think owners see them in the store and they might say like, ah, is that worth it? It is. It is worth it. And, and and owners give up though. They'll see their dog's not getting the puzzle. Oh, my dog wasn't into that. No, he was. It just might take some time for him to understand it. And sometimes puzzles are hard and you have to keep working on it. And that's the whole benefit is that their mind is learning. They're learning something new and they're having this new experience. So, you know, right now I think we're on the fringe of like all these enrichment toys these enrichment activities are starting mm. to become more um, more popular, more normal. People are, we're bringing them into the light and I'm excited for that. I, I feel like now we're going to have a generation of dogs who are going to have much well-rounded, you know, schedules and lives okay. in the and cities. I, I don't want you know I don't I mean? to take I think the, real the, dogs the qu- are different. I don't want to take the question spotlight, but I have another question that I'm kind of dying. Like, like this is all totally new to me and my, like, I just want to know more about it because some of this stuff isn't things that we dig into with our 
our dogs. We spend a lot of time with our dogs. Our dogs go inside and outside all the time. Like there's a lot of interaction that way, but we've never done um, like puzzles. We've never done anything like that, that it's, I guess, challenging their mind. So if we could take another quick break and then come back and I would like to know about some of those. If you have some suggestions on some that I could go pick up, that would be awesome. So we're back here with Andrew. We just got done learning about um, enrichment and some of the things that she does there at Fit Dog. What we can do um, if we don't have a Fit Dog near us? Because right now you guys are based just in Southern Cal, like Los Angeles area. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We have our, we have one daycare and then we offer our outdoor excursions around Los Angeles. And before COVID, our classes were also around Los Angeles. Gotcha. Okay. So so we can start with like a standard daycare that uh, we love and trust locally um, and then try and expand that into maybe like hikes or other little excursions that we do with our dogs or with a dog walker that might offer in our area. But the other thing that, that you've been bringing up are like puzzles. Like we were just, you, you were mentioning different puzzles and how it's becoming more normal. But in, in my brain, like that is, I, I gotta be, I don't think that I've ever gone to uh, the, the pet store and been like, okay, I need to find a, a, an awesome puzzle for the dogs. I'm looking for something that I think that they'll enjoy tearing up or pulling on or like, I mean, we've done some of the treat ones where they have to get the treat out of the inside, but I feel like maybe you're talking about something different or is it kind of like that it's kind of like that i mean it's all different types so you have the stuffable puzzles where you know you put the treats inside and maybe you know you freeze it you know put some peanut butter and you freeze it and it makes it a little bit harder for the dog to get to the treats so it keeps them occupied for a certain period of time and then you have others like we really like the planet dog snoop where they have to roll it and then it comes out mm-hmm. um kong where you have to bat it around and, and it also comes out and uh but then there's other more challenging ones. You know, some of them have drawers and locking mechanisms. So the dogs actually have to learn how to unlock them and pull out the drawers. Uh, and they have different levels of difficulty. So you can kind of, you know, tier what kind of puzzles is appropriate for your dog. I mean, I personally, I have a bunch of puzzles at my house for my dog because even after going to the beach and hanging out at the facility all day. He's home and he still, um, you know, has energy for some reason. I always say like, you're 12, <laughs> take a nap. You're okay. Uh, <laughs> your old dog, take a nap. Uh, but yeah, I have to pull out the puzzles and that's how I feed him a dinner. So I always tell people, don't think of it as like an additional expense. Think of it as a fancy bowl, you know, make them work for their dinner. Instead of them eating their dinner in three seconds, they mm-hmm. could spend 15 minutes, you know, eating their dinner instead, trying to work out how to get to their food. And I feel like that's just a better use of their time. There's a statistic that says that 15 minutes of mental stimulation is the equivalent of a three mile walk. And wow. uh, if you kind of, it's a little, it's kind of a crazy statistic, but it's thrown out there a lot. And, and I believe that because even like, think about yourself, like if you're doing a lot of work, maybe it's desk work or something. Um, and you're having to think through a lot of things, you're tired, you're hungry, it's exhausting sometimes using mm-hmm. your brain. And for dogs, it's no different. So it's just finding ways to make make them busy. And there's games you can play too at home. Um, you know, if you learn, your dog learns how to find hidden treats, you can literally hide things around your house. Um, there's just so many different different ways to engage your dog at your house. And if you have a dog that's ripping through your trash, um, tearing up furniture, it, these are all ways to keep themselves busy. You know, they're, they're bored, you know, and 
a lot of times people will be like, well, my dog has anxiety or, or maybe my dog needs Prozac. I don't know if your dog needs Prozac. You know, if I was home alone eight hours a day, every day, the sight of you leaving that house would also make me anxious because mm. I don't want to be home alone for eight hours a day. Can you imagine the anticipation? Like, oh my gosh, I have to endure I would eight hours of nothing. Yeah. I would go mad. I would go mad. Yeah, I think that's so um, so insightful. And I think so many pet parents don't think of it that way. Yeah, because we're just like, oh, you know, okay, like we'll look at Hunter. I have a 10-year-old 12-pound Pomeranian Chihuahua. Like he's tiny. I'm like, oh, he's fine, you know, but no, he's not. And and he's a dog that like when he was younger, if we didn't stimulate him enough, would eat my books and whatever book I was reading, like he would burrow a hole in it. You know, I took it very personal, <laughs> but that was before I knew anything about dog training. Um, and so what I'm really hearing and, and kind of what I want to touch on with you next is like the fact that like your dog's mental health should be a part of your budget when you're looking at getting a dog. And I don't know that people are looking at that. And so when we are looking at getting a dog, there's a financial burden that comes with that beyond just like, oh, they need food and water and a roof over their head. You know, what do you think that a pet parent should include when they're budgeting for a pet? And will that determine what kind of dog they get? It's, I think it should, but um, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to frame that, Sylvia, because I do think it, in general, people do have a budget set in their mind about what they're willing to spend, you know, on their pet and, you know, mental stimulation, toys and activities and things like that seems to just be something that they just never considered and is not not in that 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 total total number that they have in their head. Um, I think that that varies. I mean, look, uh, these puzzles are like, what, $15, $20. It's not a crazy amount of money, it's like three coffees, you know, if you want to go buy like Starbucks, you know, currency. Uh, so I don't think it's that much to do some small things like each each month. If you do have like a dog that needs a lot more, you know, we're seeing a lot of shepherds, um, a lot of um, uh, what are some of the other dogs like Rhodesian Ridgebacks and um, Huskies right now are very popular. And those types of dogs, I would just keep to say, you know, hopefully you have a lot of time or you have a lot of money because those dogs <laughs> need a lot of time or they need a lot of, a lot of, a lot of enrichment that you're going to have to pay for. <laughs> so I do think it, it does matter what kind of dog you're going to get. You know, you want a, you know, sofa lounging dog, you know, they still need enrichment, but you could probably say like half day of daycare, couple times a week and maybe a couple hikes and that dog's fine. They could be dropped off at home and they're going to sleep soundly on the sofa until you get back from work. Um, but you have a Husky, that dog needs to be doing something all day. And that's, every day. that's a lot. That's a lot. So <laughs> every day, every day, there's no, there's no, no breaks for dogs like that. So yeah, I do think people need to consider it in their budget. And it really does matter on the breed though. Like a Husky is going to cost a lot more money um, or, or a lot more time. You know, if you mm. have the time, that's amazing. That They're even happier if you can do it with them versus somebody else. Um, but most of us don't right now, especially if we live in the city. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's one of the things that I'm like, it's it's so easy, I think sometimes for us to get caught up in, um, I, I don't want to, not necessarily blanket statements, but um, I've noticed 
noticed it just over the last six months that like I almost um, project my situation living here in Reno, Nevada, and I've got a bunch of space into what other people must be going through. And I would imagine it gets sent the other way. Somebody else that's staying in a small apartment and giving advice back to somebody who's in this big area. And it's it sounds similar even like with what we're talking on um, daycares and enrichment and mental issues with our dogs and all of these things to get them active because what it would take to um, properly care for a husky in an apartment in New York City is completely different than what it would take to care for a husky here in Reno, Nevada with the mountains in our backyard. If that's absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, just yeah. talking uh, about uh, absolutely. difference in size and space accommodations, mm-hmm. I think a common misconception too for pet parents and Andrea, I'm sure you've had to deal with this argument so much in your career is like, just because you have a backyard that your dog is running around in doesn't mean that that's the sufficient like that doesn't mean that oh I don't have to walk my dog today because they ran around in the backyard all day like if I I mean I run around my apartment all day I know exactly what every nook and cranny and every corner of my apartment is I'm not discovering anything new and as a dog who constantly needs discovery and to be you know stimulating their sensory um, senses running around in your backyard I mean does that count every Every day, day in, day out. So can I can I ask the, no, the both of you? No, and it also maybe, makes them very insular too. Can mm. I ask? Can, uh, can I ask you guys maybe a, a taboo question, and we might need to finish answering it when we get back. But um, one of the things that I see the value in in the human animal bond is what we're getting from being together. Do you see a scenario where it's like, okay, I am a, I'm a single person. Uh-huh. I don't really have a lot of friends. My family doesn't live near me. Maybe I don't even have any family. I want to bring a dog into my life so that I that that I have that emotional connection and support, and I'm not going crazy. But I can't take my dog out every single day. And walking down the streets when I get home at night after work, maybe. that's not always the best idea it's one thing to just kind of get out and do the breath like does that exist or does that not exist is that or is that just too hard of a question to answer andrea do you want to take i mean you're asking about like yeah i mean you're asking or should i get a cat Yes. So yeah, yeah. No, I think, yeah, you want a companion and you can definitely have a dog as a companion for sure. I think it really, you just have to pick the right, the right breed or mix of breeds. If you're getting, you know, uh, adopting a dog, uh, that's gonna, you know, be compatible with your schedule and everything. I think people don't really think it through too much. Sometimes they, it's by look, like what the dog looks like. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can, you can get a dog that's a good companion for you, um, that doesn't need as much for sure and i think it's just the finding out finding that that perfect mix and um and then you know, I'll i just, think there, there's a lot of breeds out there that are good apartment dogs i'll just chime in here just to play devil's advocate jason and say you know i love my husband we've been together for 10 years but i do enjoy getting out and seeing other people who aren't my husband you know <laughs> i think you know we're i think we're all married here right now on this podcast so it's like i think we can all relate late. It's like as much as your dog is going to be your companion and your best friend and like that human animal bond Mm -hmm. is so important. I think that a a huge important part of your relationship with your dog 
dog is allowing them the space and the dignity to be their own personality and have their own likes and dislikes and consent to things that they would enjoy doing outside of your relationship. Just like, yeah, you and your dog are going to go everywhere together, but there's going to be a night that you go, if you are single, that you go on a date and you're not going to bring your dog on your date. And like, why doesn't your dog have a date? You know? So, yeah, I guess because, and and I always find it um, very admirable when I talk to somebody, they're like, I don't have a dog because I don't have time for one. Mm. Um, And and I completely understand that. Like, I don't have the space. I don't have the time. So as much as I want to bring that into my life, I'm choosing right now not to. On the flip side of that, I've seen some people where that's kind of showing up as a roadblock when they could bring a rescue into their life, where they do have the time, but but they've almost overcorrected, if that makes sense. Mm. And so now now there's they're they're like I see them like, oh, you're missing this magic in your life. You're missing that that happy face when you come home to and and that personality. And I'm hearing like a lot of this stuff and I and I love it. Like I really love that we should be investing more into our relationships with our animals and all that stuff. But I also want to make like like are we overcorrecting and telling people like, oh, unless you have six hours a day to give to your dog, you shouldn't be getting an animal. And that's and I guess like if it's a husky, maybe that is the right thing to say. But maybe if it's another breed that that they're just happy getting to spend that time with you for a couple hours a day and it's more chill, that's okay too. Yeah. And I think like to Andrea's point, you know, that's what she's talking about when like yeah. when you're, you know, when you're looking to get a dog, if you want to go down that road, like be responsible. And like, if you, if you know that like, okay, when I got my first dog, I was like 21 and I worked in an office and I knew that I didn't have a whole lot of time for a dog. And so I got a dog who was like a total couch potato snoozy puppy that required minimal walks. You know, we would run together in the mornings, but that was like enough for her to just be totally conked out. And then I noticed she needed companionship. So I would like take her to the dog park on weekends or take her down to my parents' house and I'd leave her with my mom maybe for a few days and then pick her back up. So I think there's a lot to be said about, yeah, you want this to be your companion and like, no, everyone deserves to have the love of the dog. And I think that's where services like what Andrea is offering with, you know, daycare and fit dog. That's where like, absolutely you can. And absolutely anybody can have time because here's how you create time. And here's how you create a healthy balance for your dog. So that if you don't have it in you to do it, or you're a busy person, your dog doesn't have to be lonely without you. And still, you know, you can have a dog and and it can be fair if you have a specific breed that you have to have. Just be aware of what you're going to need to provide for that specific breed. And if you're just like, I want any dog, well, then now you can shop for your lifestyle. And I think right there, we'll take a break. Yeah. Love it. all the questions today you guys work together though right so you guys get to talk all the time so i'm like all the time we're just excited to be a part of the the crew for a little bit (laughs) so um the other thing that you mentioned earlier was uh, like you had some um people that would come through and say i didn't even recognize that my dog was depressed and now i have like this totally different dog and I'm, i'm addicted to their happiness and all of these things like um can you think of any stories in particular that really stand out to you of like you know this dog came in and was like this originally and after doing these kind of things these were the changes in their lives yeah there's there's actually a lot of them so 
uh, I don't know if my the customers want me to use their dogs' names, but we had one dog. Uh, she's a mix and probably like a hound, shepherd, something like a full mutt, um, but really active. And she had been in daycare with us for maybe like three years. And he kept telling the owner like, hey, uh, this dog can't be in daycare. It's, she's not happy here. And the owner's like, no, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> And finally, we're like, well, just go. We're, we'll pay for it. We'll just pay for the hike. We'll, we'll cover it for you. Just Can we just take her out for a hike? And uh, she let us. And then we did. And she was floored. And then we took her again. And we took her again. And um, that dog has not been back to daycare since then. It's been like two and a half years. She's not meant for daycare. And she's 100% happier. And she also does some of our afternoon classes. And then we have like another dog who... Okay, well, hold on. He's but, like so, a, but what does that mean? Yeah. So like when you say not meant for daycare and 100% happier, like what are those indicators? Like what like what were the changes that she noticed in her, in her fur kid that really stood out that she was like, you were 100% right? So one is the picture. So one of the things that at Fit Dog we really value is transparency and also making sure that people know what they're getting, what they're paying for. Um, you know, the dog's experience, making, having this experience and the owner's not, but the owner is paying for it. So a lot of what we do is we share a lot of photographs and videos of what the dog's doing during the day. And when we started sharing pictures of her and videos of her and how she was behaving out on the trail, uh, it was just behavior that the owner hadn't seen. Like she was like frolicking. She was looked like she was smiling. She just looked like she was just taking in everything. You could see her in her eyes, just her spirit. It was completely different. And, uh, you know, the owner said like, you know, I saw the pictures and it almost made me want to cry because I'd ne I've never seen her look like that. So, you know, you're, but, you know, in her mind before, she was fine. Everything was fine. You know, it didn't seem like anything was wrong. But when you take it to the next level, you know, you can just feel that the, the dog is experiencing something and there's real pure joy and just having these other experiences. And in her case, her dog needed to be having high intensity exercise five days a week. And she still does. She's still with us. Um, but I have another uh, very similar story where this person has been a customer since 2012. Dog's been in daycare. And he's not he's not super high energy, but he's like part shepherd. And, you know, he, he can do more stuff, you know. So we kept saying, like, maybe you want to try once in a while. And finally, she gave in and she's like, fine, can he can he go to the beach with you guys? And we said, sure. So you brought him to the beach and the same experience where the owner was like, he looks like he's having the best time of his life. Like, I just I never even thought about bringing him to the beach like she was in shock. And so he goes once a week. You know, he doesn't need it every day. He, he is fine in daycare like he does like his daycare friends. But it's something added where he gets to really look forward to something. And he knows the day of the week that he goes. Like she says to us, he knows today is the day that he gets to go to the beach. And he's ne he will never let me miss it. So it's just really just seeing that transformation of their spirit and just seeing them enjoy life. And, you know, in Los Angeles, you know, like you said, it, the experiences are different from city to city. And, you know, being in a city like Los Angeles or New York, you know, this isn't everybody's experience. This is like a, a small percentage of people's experience is but being here getting dogs out into nature is really important and it's important for humans it's supposed to make us happier too so i feel like getting them out more 
is really beneficial for them um, in a lot of ways. So if you don't have outdoor space, you don't have mountains, just finding some way to get them outside is going to improve their overall happiness. And then before we run out of time, I wanted to just bring up with you, um, you know, like hearing these stories, obviously it's so powerful and and your business model for daycare is, is just different, you know, like you're just doing different stuff. So for the pet owner out there who's like on the fence and, you know, obviously our world has totally changed now. So traveling is not really normal, you know, but I used to be a pet sitter, as you know, like here in my house, like what, what do you say? Like, what's the biggest difference between like go doing daycare, or like doing, going through a pet sitter, like what are the benefits and and kind of detriments to both or either? Yeah, so I, I think it's something that people struggle with. Uh, when you're in like a, a daycare environment and you, know, you have boarding, people feel immense guilt leaving their dog. And because it, it seems like it's just this big facility and all these different people and maybe their dog isn't getting one-to-one care. That's the, that's the um, impression people get, you know, it's like, and then, oh, but if I leave my dog with a pet sitter, they're going to get one-to-one care and I can ensure that. So there are some myths around this. And one of them is, is that when you have a pet sitter, it really depends on the, what you're getting with the pet sitter. And there's no guarantee. It's, it's a person mm. and you don't have the fallback of a reputable company, especially if you pick somebody that really doesn't know what they're doing or isn't really following through with, you know, your request, you know, like, and if you have somebody like the the ones I really don't like is the ones that go to people's houses when they're traveling. So the dog is at home alone and the pet sitter drops in like two times a day. That to me in any scenario is not a good scenario. That means your dog's home alone all day, feels abandoned in their house. It doesn't matter how awesome the pet sitter is. They're not getting any kind of exercise, enrichment, engagement, socialization, nothing's happening for them all day. And then they get this walk and, you know, maybe some cuddle time and that's it. So to me that that's probably a huge disadvantage of, in that particular scenario. But if you have, you know, a dog staying with a person, again, it's really like the standards. Um, you don't know what you're getting. You have to properly vet pet sitters. Um, a lot of times, you know, anybody can say that they're a pet sitter, like Sylvia, you pet sit dogs, but guess what? You're a trainer, you know what you're doing. Um, and that's great. And so, you know, would I leave Brecken with you? Yeah, I would leave Brecken with you. But a lot of times you just don't know. You don't have that transparency when you're mm. dealing with pet sitters. And if you don't want to go through that vetting process, it probably isn't the right process. It probably isn't the right choice for you. Um, Cause I do think it requires a lot more vetting on the other side, you have daycares. And again, there are different, different standards of daycare too. Um, just like hotels, you know, you get what you pay for sometimes. And, uh, but you do get to fall back like on a company. Um, you do know what their policies are. And I would tell people that, you know, we care about our dogs. Like they get a lot of attention from us all day long. Um, and we don't, just because there's a lot of them doesn't mean that we don't care for each one, every single one of them. And we know exactly who's there um, and they're cared for and they're loved and they get lots of cuddles. And my staff has thousands of photos of like every dog that's in there. So I would say that that's a big myth that your dog might not get the full attention. I feel like they get more attention because there's more staff and, and more, more cuddles to go around. So I would just say, you know, be careful what you're choosing. 
there's some due diligence that has to happen and um, and making sure that, you know, your dog is getting the exercise enrichment during the day when you're gone, you know, versus like, you know, what are they going to get when they're with the pet sitter versus, you know, at a facility that has a lot of options for them. Love that. Yes. That was, a good, that was an awesome breakdown. I've that always... was a really good answer. I'm like, oh, so much, so much to think about. <laughs> That's always been one of the toughest things for us is how to deal with, uh, and my dad's sold his his daycare and, and his boarding since um, uh, end of last year. But um, th- that was always one of the most difficult things for us to decide was what are we going to do with our dogs when we would go on longer trips? Like when, especially when we do like wedding photography, which we don't do anymore. Um, and just those longer vacations to keep them the happiest and trying to think through all of that we knew that sending them to the vet was not going to be what made them the most happy Hmm. um and we ran into issues too like when my dad did own the doggy daycare he said that they would get burnt out from being at the doggy daycare and would want to know like to feel some kind of sense of home again so then like i was fortunate enough that he would bring them home and he would take them to doggy daycare when he was at work and then they'd get to come home and then stay over at his house but i mean it wasn't just a simple just do this and and make it happen because one of our like it was really stressful for Maximus in particular, if we weren't there overnight. So now we have somebody that comes and actually stays at the house, watches the house, hangs with the dogs and and tries to give them as much normalcy as possible. Yeah. And, and I think dogs definitely have different reactions to boarding. Um, like one person, which I found very humorous, they came in and they were, and the dog runs in through the door and they said to me, uh, yeah, I was packing my bag last night and now my dog woke me up in the morning because he knew he was coming here. He's like so happy, but he hates <laughs> yep. being with me and he wants to be here. Like, hey. I was like really and she's like she's like it's ridiculous like he knew i was leaving and he was like yeah i'm going to fit dog see ya that's I'm great like, okay well that's awesome uh, <laughs> uh, but then you have other dogs who are really anxious and they just want to be with their their mom or dad at the house and stuff um and some of those dogs like my staff wears dogs like we have dogs that like live in our sweatshirts um <laughs> and so i think like it really you know <laughs> you know what they need and their whole their and we'll we're willing to do uh, whatever to make the the dogs you know comfortable and plus you know because we we want to be transparent like we don't want dogs coming in that aren't happy either so you know if a dog is not having a good time or is really stressed out from a boarding experience we're going to tell the owners you know this was this was tough for your dog and we would recommend you know if you have a close friend somebody who knows your dog to stay with your dog that's probably a better option for you and i have made that recommendation before for certain dogs because it's important that your dog gets what they need it's all about their individual personality you know everyone always says my dog's like a human and then we say that but then yet somehow we set we don't really attribute like all of the human characteristics to them but we should they deserve all of them and they need to have an individualized life just like any one of us perfect Perfect. Perfect. So, so good. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for popping on with us today. This was enlightening, educational, and I think you gave our listeners a lot to think about when they're planning their next trip. And um, I think the biggest thing I picked up from like what you've been saying is like, you know, go with your gut and go with your dog and take time to vet out the right situation for them Mm -hmm. because it matters because they matter. Okay, I want to take a quick second to thank both Andrea and you, Sylvia, for hanging out with me again today and putting on a great show. I learned an absolute ton. 
but like I think we've only done it one other time before. We forgot to sneak on our dog dad joke. You forgot to I, tell your joke. Okay. I mean, it's we're a team here. We're All right, team. we forgot. <laughs> but I'm ready. I'll field. I'll field okay. your dog okay. dad joke. Are you? Are you? Let's let's see. Uh, I'm re- I'm comfortable. Okay, I've got it. I've got ready. Yep. Uh, no, 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 not that one. Not that one. Oh no. Where, where is it? Um. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I'm ready. Are you ready? I- <laughs> Oh, no. He's laughing already. I'm nervous. Okay. What kind of dog loves to take bubble baths? A shampoodle. <laughs> oh, no. Some of these are, some are better than the others, but I try to, I, I give it all my heart. I give it all my heart. I love how enthusiastic you are. Like, when you read it yourself, you think it's so funny. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I love that. It's just, it's so good. I do Hashtag. Like Dog dad jokes. Yep. All right. Okay. So, so yeah. So anything uh, now, now that we've gotten through that, I want everybody to know anything that we talked about, like maybe some of the, the products, the puzzles and stuff, we will make sure to put those in the show description uh, down below. Speaking of, make sure that you subscribe. Uh, we're on all the major podcast channels, but pick your favorite, click on the subscribe button uh, and show us some love. Uh, and then make sure to check out everybody on social media. So we've got dog up in this bitch uh, forever USA. And then we have fit dog um, as well. So make sure to go over and check them out. Um, and lastly, if there is a topic personality or a, uh, just like a product that you want to know more about, you want to share, reach out to us, let us know. We love talking about what you guys want to hear about. So until next time, uh, hugs to everybody, and I will see you guys. Air, 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 far away, COVID friendly hugs. I know. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. Later. Bye.